0: This is Warrior's Way Podcast, episode 47, and I'm James Eek. Let us cease to desire that which we have been desiring. I at least am doing this. In my old age, I have ceased to desire what I desired when I was a boy. To this single end, my days and my nights are past. This is my task. This the object of my thoughts. To put an end to my chronic ills. I'm endeavoring to live every day as if it were a complete life. I do not indeed snatch it up as if it were my last. I do regard it, however, as if it might be even my last. The present letter is written to you with this in mind as if death were about to call me away in the very act of writing. I'm ready to depart, and I shall enjoy life just because I am not over-anxious as to the future date of my departure. Before I became old, I tried to live well. Now that I am old, I shall try to die well. But dying well means dying Gladly. See to it that you never do anything unwillingly. That which is bound to be a necessity if you rebel is not a necessity if you desire it. That is what I mean. He who takes his orders gladly escapes the bitterest part of slavery, doing what one does not want to do. The man who does something under orders is not unhappy. He is unhappy who does something against his will. Let us therefore so set our minds in order that we desire whatever is demanded of us by circumstances, and above all, that we may reflect upon our end without sadness. We must make ready for death before we make ready for life. Life is well enough furnished, but we are too greedy with regard to its furnishings. Something always seems to us lacking. And we will always seem lacking. To have lived long enough depends neither upon years nor upon days, but upon our minds. I have lived, my dear friend Lucilius, long enough. I have had my fill. I await death. Farewell. So, this is from what are called the Moral Letters, written by the Stoic philosopher Seneca to his friend Lucilius about 2,000 years ago. Now, if you don't know about them, the Stoics were a very interesting bunch. We've done some podcast coverage in the past on others, like my main man, Marcus Aurelius. If you haven't listened to that one, go back on and listen to it. According to the Stoic teachings, as social beings, the path to happiness for humans is found in accepting the moment as it presents itself, not by allowing oneself to be controlled by the desire for pleasure or fear of pain, by using one's mind to understand the world and do one's part in nature's plan, and by working together and treating others fairly and justly. So there's a Stoic practice of memento mori, to remember death. A practice of reflection on your mortality that goes all the way back to Socrates, who himself said that the that philosophy is nothing but the proper practice of nothing else but dying and being dead. It doesn't sound necessarily too thrilling. <laughs> And we might be like, um, I don't really want to think about being dead. (laughs) I don't want to die, and hopefully it's not going to happen. And you can think that all you want. You can think that way, but one thing is certain. If you think that way, you're living a delusion. Because the simple fact is you simply somehow cannot dodge that one. Whether we like the thought of it or not, just as we are born, we will all die. And now, that isn't necessarily a sad thing at all, especially if you realize that it can teach you some very good lessons on how to live your life. My guy Marcus Aurelius said, You can leave your life right now. Let that determine what you do and say and think. You can't wait. Life isn't going to start tomorrow. What you do right now matters. Especially if we think that what we are doing could be the last things we do. You don't know. Thinking about our own death is only depressing if you don't understand why you are meditating on it. It isn't about being depressed or giving up on living. It's about learning how to see your life as a gift and that everything is good. That thinking we are going to die can give us priorities and meaning in all of our lives, as well as a sense of urgency on how to live and what we do with that life. We need to look at our lives with the view of Memento Mori. We need to listen to Seneca. Seneca. When he says that you may not wake up tomorrow. And when you go to bed, you may not sleep again. The same kind of philosophy is found in ancient Egypt, in Buddhism, and other religions and philosophies. It's not new. And it, I think that it's older than old. Death is part of life. The key thing is not to waste your time. Not on the mundane, not on the trivial, not on the pointless. Don't take your life for granted. This, right now. This could be all that you have. And in a moment, it could be gone. If you don't see that for yourself, you need to pay more attention. People get killed crossing the street going on vacation. They die at their desks. They go to bed and they don't wake up. If you knew that you only have so much more time left, what differences would you make in your life and how you live it? What would you do different, differently? How would you treat others? How would you treat yourself? What would you say to those that you care about? How would you train When we look at our martial arts training, we should be reminded of this lesson too. When we are rolling in jiu-jitsu and we tap, what that signifies is not you giving up. It's you being killed or destroyed by your opponent. When you train with a dagger or a stick, practice strikes, those love taps, they're not kisses. They're intended to kill or to maim others. Virtually everything we do in the martial arts is like this. When we are training, though, we don't really think that what we are doing is learning to kill or be killed. But maybe we should. When we train, we should do so with a fire burning in us that makes us want to get as much as we can from our training and our lives as possible. This is key. Every time we come into the dojo and walk through the door, we should bow and acknowledge that we are on a path to liberation. And that liberation comes from understanding how important this moment is. How important these other people are. How important this teacher is. How important this place of transformation is. This is what happens when we bow. This is accepting that magic is going to happen if we let it. And it is knowing that there is hard work ahead. Or we can train with blinders on and just go through the moves, waste our lives, do pointless things. We can do that. The choice is yours. Not mine. It's yours. Remember death. Or... Live a life wasting it, thinking that we have forever, so there's nothing that matters. I know how I live my life. What about you? Memento mori. Remember death. All right. Today's question of the day. You keep talking about jiu but you say you do all these other martial arts. So why do you bother to train in other things if jiu is so awesome? That is a good question. I've been training the martial arts for coming close to 40 years. And I've trained in a whole lot of different things. And honestly, I love them all. I have great memories that go back to childhood doing martial arts. I have black belts in a few things and teaching credentials in a bunch of things. And I think they're all good and they all have their place. I have enough time in the martial arts and in life to realize that some things are not for everyone. Some people are simply not going to like martial arts A and others are not going to be able to do martial arts B because of any number of factors. For me, though, as a lifetime martial artist, I want to be knowledgeable and competent at any number of ranges and skills. I want to have health and mobility for the rest of my life. So to get there means a whole lot of things that need to be worked on. Now, the thing about jujitsu is that it begins where every other martial art fails. You might love karate or taekwondo, but when someone grabs you, you need to know what to do. You need to know how to deal with someone on top of you. You need to know how to survive when the other person is bigger and stronger than you. And a whole lot more. Jiu-jitsu is also a very long path and a very difficult one. It's one martial art that does, nev- does not ever lie to you or let you be delusional. You know yourself what you need to work on, both physically as well as emotionally and mentally. Jiu-Jitsu, if it is done right, teaches you about yourself in a way that I haven't seen in many other martial arts because of all of that and more. I like that it is an art that depends on other people as well. It makes um, instant cohesion because the other person is there. There's an intimacy to it. You need to be building relationships with others to do it properly. It can't be done with you by yourself in an empty room. It really can't. So please don't think that by, by my talking about jiu-jitsu is me saying that you shouldn't do any other martial art that you love. Because if you know anything about me, I train in as much as I can. At my school, we do a whole lot of different things other than just jiu-jitsu. I'm saying that you should completely fall in love with your martial art. But also be open to training in other systems. Also understand that you need to understand a whole lot more than any art can give you, including jujitsu. And also that in all that mix, you might want to see how jiu might fall in. And you will probably be surprised. You'll see what you really know and see just how much you still have to learn. You might have a black belt around your waist and a bunch of different martial arts. And then you'd get on the mats and do some jiu and you will realize the worth of that belt. I've said it before. Jiu-jitsu will change your life and how you train. Not just in jiu-jitsu, but in everything you do in your life. Now that... That is a martial art. Great question. Hope that was a good answer. <laughs> um, I think we'll tie it up there. Uh if you are enjoying this podcast, we're 47 episodes in now. Um, And if you listen to it, could you please do me the great honor of going on to Apple Podcasts and giving it a five-star review and saying a few words. It doesn't have to be huge, just, uh, you know, what you're thinking about the podcast and why you like it and why you listen to it. Because if you don't realize, that lets other people find out about it. If nobody reviews it, nobody gives it any stars, then guess what? Nobody's going to hear about it. And if you're listening right now and you are enjoying it, guess what? I, I think that that's the least you can do for others, for yourself, and of course for me. Because that would be great. Um, And plus, I like to know how people think about it. And by that stretch, if you are listening to this and you like it, drop me a line. Let me know. I love it when I hear from listeners and what they think. That said, if you have any ideas on future podcasts, or ideas, I mean, um, drop me a line and give me uh, an idea. I love when people tell me, hey, this would be a cool one. In fact, the podcast that we did today, a listener suggested it, and that is cool because I think it's an important one. Um, the other thing is if you follow us and you're on that Facebook machine, you can track down the, uh, Warriors Way podcast Facebook page and like it. And I put stuff on there as often as I can. Also, you might want to look for my martial arts schools, Facebook page as well. That's the Eek Academy of Martial Arts. And of course, I am on Instagram as well. The Instagram page is just under the Eek Academy, but I put stuff for the podcast on there as well. I just don't want to have 40 billion different Instagram accounts. (laughs) I'm not the king of social media, believe it or not. Um, And then the other thing is we do have a website. Uh, It is slowly getting added to Um, I'm a one-man army with this thing, so it is getting there bit by bit. There's a few articles on there that you can track down and uh, a reading list. Uh, The other thing is if you haven't heard yet and you like this martial arts stuff and what the podcast is all about, I've written a couple books. One is called The Warrior's Way. Surprise, surprise. The other one is a wolf in the woods, and both of them are about basically getting the most from your your training as you can. Uh, check them out. You can get them uh, fairly reasonably priced on ebook for Kobo and for Kindle, and you can also get a hard copy if you're old fashioned like me. Um, I have a couple others written. I just have to get around to editing them. But as you can imagine, doing podcasts and teaching and working and living that uh, makes things go a little bit slower, but it'll get done. Um, If you have anything that you would like me to address for the question of the week, please send it my way because I like that too. And the fact that I see that you guys are listening to this thing, I like that a lot. We're up to over well over 9,000 listens, uh, and that blows me away. When I started this thing, I sure didn't expect that it was going to take off like it has, and that's awesome. So if you like this, please let your friends, your training partners, your school, all these different people know about the podcast. That helps me out, um, and it helps spread word, because really this podcast is about you and getting the most that you can from your training and your life. And I think I will leave it at that. So get on the mats, train hard, have fun, and understand that the training that you do, it really matters more what you do off of the mats. Stuff we do on the mats just prepares us. So take this training and live a better life. Be a better friend. Thanks a lot.